Nittany and Badger, a Big Ten football podcast. In today's episode, we recap a sleepy road win for Penn State, along with the rest of the Big Ten's Week 5 games. We'll also look at whose stock is up or down and get you ready for Week 6. Let's get right to it. Welcome into the Nittany Badger Big Ten Football Podcast. My name is Shane Lennon. As always, joined by my co-host, Corey Heidemann. How the hell are you doing tonight, Corey? I'm all right. It's always nice to have a bye week to uh, get reorganized and not have to worry about a disappointment, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, I was about to throw something through the TV. Not, not really, but in the first quarter, it did not look good uh, what Penn State was... Doing. It was a bit premature. Yeah, panic, they, but... I, I knew they would get it together, but it was just against Northwestern. Let's, they needed to come out to a fast start, and they certainly did not. But they turned it on. The final score was uh, 41 to 13. Um, it, that score does not indicate how you know the uh, flow of the game. Uh, it was an uneven, clunky performance. Um, started off right off the bat, Nick, Nick Singleton fumbling the opening kickoff. So there goes their uh, turnover, no turnovers on the year. They were the last team to do it. Um, That's special teams. Uh, yeah, but you can't have that on the opening yeah. kickoff. It's just that, that throws everything off. Um, of course, the defense comes out there, pushes Northwestern back uh, four yards and only allows a field goal. Um, the defense played well. Um throughout but uh that that set the tone for the defense right from the from the get that they weren't going to allow northwestern to do a lot although at one point because that three nothing lead northwestern also did have a 10-3 lead i think that was on a short field for them i think we went for it on fourth down and didn't get it or something like that it wasn't northwestern didn't drive the length of the field on that possession um but in the second half uh, or before halftime, Penn State got it, uh, tied it up at 10. In the second half, they took control and pulled away. Um, but just a couple of other thoughts. Uh, it was the second road start for Drew Aller, and he was uneven. He made some good throws, but some balls just did not, you know, look good. They were off. He also had some, you know, that should have been caught by his receivers. Yeah. Uh, he ended up being, it was. Completion 18- percentage was pretty low. Yeah, 18 for 33, 189 yards and a touchdown. Uh, No picks again. Um, He's kind of like, at times I think he's like too afraid to maybe make a pick. You know, he's like kind of just making sure he's going to either throw it away or, you know, not make the bad throw. Yeah, a little bit of game management at times. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like he needs to just like, maybe get that interception out of the way and then start <laughs> taking yeah. more risk. Um, I mean, in his, in his defense, uh, you know, when you're playing Northwestern, you're probably best to not take those risks. Is you're a better team. So you just need, once the game plays out longer, you'll start, you know, kind of take the lead at some point. You just know yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it, he, 
so far, and I limited sample size, but as a starter, three games at home, two games at, on the road, his home completion percentage is over 72, and his away completion percentage is around 53. So it's a big drop off. Game in Columbus looming. Yes, with a game in Columbus um, in three weeks. Um, so, but again, it, okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, almost the bigger surprise was just uh, he, he hasn't run the ball as well as I thought he would have with kind of your O line dominance that you had recently. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, Singleton seems like he's slower than last year. Like he's just not hitting that hole fast enough. Um, Katron Allen also went down yesterday in the first half and he never returned. He did return to the sideline in the second half about halfway through, but he had no pads on, so he was done for the day. Yeah, um, it's almost like Singleton might be, you know, you get a little addicted to busting the long ones after you bust a few, and then every time you're getting the ball, you're trying to look for that home run, and he just needs to get through the hole and just get a few yards, you know? Yeah, he's always... I mean, not always, but this year he seems to be more just like running into the back of his blockers and just not finding finding where he needs to go or trying to do too much or something. I don't know what, what's happening with him right now. But their best running back in the game was Trey Potts, their third guy. He got more touches because Allen left, but he actually only got four. He got four touches. Um, th- one of them was a touchdown catch. The other one was a touchdown run. He was three for his carries was three for twenty one, so uh, he's the hot hand. Maybe he needs to get a little <laughs> bit. He might need to get a little bit more playing time. It depends on what's going on with Allen. He might end up being the second guy if yeah. Allen has an extended uh, leave. Wouldn't um, hurt to test him, you know, and just kind of see what you got there. Yeah, I mean, he has, he is a veteran. He played pretty well at Minnesota, so um, yeah. Uh, but they also don't have a receiver like um. Besides Keandre Lambert-Smith, they still haven't found that second guy. I know Trey Rollis has been hurt. He was their number two guy. That was He was developing a good uh, rapport with Alar, but he's been hurt. Um, I thought Cephas was going to be more of an impact player coming from Kent State. I hadn't yeah. really seen a lot of him yet. Yep, no, I agree. I don't know if we will, but I thought yeah. he was going to be a little bit more. Yeah, and, and um, I hope to get Wallace back and, you know, Franklin doesn't talk about what the injuries actually are. He just says he's banged up or whatever, but he doesn't announce season-ending injuries, or he doesn't announce what the injury is unless it's season-ending. So for now, we know it's not season-ending. Um, but back to the other side of the ball, the defense is elite. 12 tackles for loss, seven sacks. They only gave up 174, uh, 175 yards. Got the gift interception. I think I sent you that video because I don't know if you were watching. You were watching another game at that time, but yeah. <laughs> that one was right too. It was a it was a poor. And when I was laughing, like that guy. Yeah, has, I've, uh, I've seen other teams draft those, but yeah. <laughs> that guy has some money on Penn State to cover this <laughs> cover this yeah. game because the then the very next play was the touchdown to um, to Potts um, with with uh, Bo Perbula in as backup quarterback. So. Um. Yeah, I think. Hey, it, well, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say he kind of added on two late touchdowns there to make the game look a little more out of hand than it was. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Uh, it just was very, as I had said in the beginning, it was very clunky, uh, especially that first half performance. They just couldn't get anything. Um, it's just very uneven. 
And um, no, it, again, not many explosive plays. I think Singleton's longest run was 16, 17. Wasn't 20. <laughs> it wasn't over 20. Was it him or Katron Allen that you had predicted 200 yards? I had both, of, or at least one of them going, and that was that was a really bad bold prediction. Yeah, I had to bring that back up. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Northwestern was the worst defense, uh, run defense in the Big Ten, so I thought for sure we would get the run game going, and yeah. it just didn't happen. So, I mean, they got a bye week coming up. They need to find a way to get the explosive plays going. Um, UMass is their opponent after the bye week, so that that should be an easy victory in a way to maybe get some explosive plays going against UMass. Yeah, um, good teams they, win on their off days, so like you guys might not have had it, but you still won, so that's the yeah. Key. It's five and zero, oh, so I mean they're gonna move on, and they got three weeks to get ready for that trip to Ohio State. So, I mean, get some things uh, worked out in the next. Uh, next week get a little healthier hopefully and we'll see what happens in a few weeks yeah. um, uh, i i think I, I i saw a lot of people say maybe it's unmotivated against a team like northwestern or they came out sleepy because it's 11 a.m local kick just like it was against illinois um yeah, there's probably a lot of factors they, i mean i assume they thought they would walk right through them which yeah should have uh, and kind of did at the end but... i i mean I don't think motivation is going to be a problem when they go to Ohio State. They could still come out and look like crap in the beginning, but yeah, um, I don't think motivation is really going to be a problem for that game. No, I think that game, not solely, but a lot of it's going to rest on how Eller performs in Columbus against that Buckeye defense. Yeah, yeah, I think both defenses are very good. Uh, probably will be a low-scoring game, but. We're going to preview that one in a couple weeks, uh, when, uh, not to get too far into it. But, yeah, just to wrap this one up against Northwestern, um, on a bad day and you score 41 points, I guess you can't complain too much. You get the win. Yeah. And uh, that's a 12 straight victories that they've scored 30 or more points. So it is it is what it is. It's a W. They're 5-0. and they get a bye week at the right time to maybe work some things out, um, and they'll move from there. So, uh, let's move on to some of the other Big Ten games. Uh, this one wasn't even close. Michigan over Nebraska, forty-five to seven. I didn't get to see a ton of this game. I did see that nice touchdown pass from JJ McCarthy. Um, I think it was Roman Wilson in the back of the end zone. Uh, he caught it with a Nebraska defender all over him. Uh, that was a pretty nice pass to get right in there and and caught it behind the def- like behind the defender's back and pulled it in. Um, that was pretty sweet. And after that, it was just a Michigan runaway. Uh, Nebraska didn't even show up in this one. Yeah, um, I mean McCarthy only had to throw 16 passes, so. <laughs> yeah, 12 for 16. That's an accurate, pretty accurate day. Corum only had 74 yards. Has he even broken 100 this year? I don't think he has. I don't He's think become... so either. What I've been more disappointed in is Donovan Edwards. That guy seemed lights out last year and like just such an explosive big play guy, and I just haven't seen much out of him yet this year either. Yeah, Corum had uh, 101 against Bowling Green, uh, but that's it. And then he had 97 against Rutgers. But yeah, he hasn't. He, I mean, 
I'm not expecting him to like run two two fifty every week or whatever. He's yeah, coming back from an ACL. Yeah. yeah, I thought he would be handsome cupcakes. Yeah, they've had a pretty cupcake type schedule. Yeah, it's I think their first road game. I heard. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Donovan Edwards' best game was against Bowling Green, where he topped out at fifty yards. And yeah, he, he has. Just... And he has no. He hasn't found the end zone yet. Yeah. And even in this game against Nebraska, 14 carries, 48 yards, 3.4 average, not good. So I yeah. don't know what's going on with him. But I guess they can get away with it because they've been playing cupcakes. Yeah, for now. But yeah, they're gonna. <laughs> I think they're gonna have to figure that out. Uh, they will get. It will be tougher down the stretch. I don't see them playing anybody. Well, I mean, they got Minnesota coming up, but Minnesota's a. Uh... It is a rivalry game, technically. I don't, uh, I don't know a single person from Minnesota who really cares about playing Michigan. <laughs> it's for the little brown jug. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it seems in this one, like I said, I didn't get to see a ton of it. Um, but Michigan just kept the chains moving in this. 26 first downs to Nebraska's 10. Uh, they held the ball for over 38 minutes, so that's just a workmanlike game. You're going to score touch- a bunch of touchdowns mm. and and win a game um, pretty pretty handily. Uh, yeah, so. still uh, looked pretty good. Still the best team in the conference, and I guess deserving of their number two overall ranking yet. They've been until getting a lot slip of up. But go ahead until they slip up. Until, until they slip up. Yeah. They've been getting several um, number uh, votes for number one in the AP poll. Not that it matters right now, but uh, yeah. they got more this week because Georgia's uh, close, yeah, close, close call at Auburn. Um, so, yeah, they'll keep winning. As long as you keep winning, you're not gonna you're not gonna fall. Um, moving on to another blowout: uh, Maryland at or Indiana at Maryland. The Terps win 44 to 17. Uh, just a total domination. Ended up, uh, I saw today that Indiana fired their uh, offensive coordinator, Walt Bell. I don't know if this was a long time coming. If this was just kind of the last straw in this one. Uh, but they're trying to shake it up there in Bloomington. Um, but yeah, uh, Tago Veloa, Talia. Um, he went, uh, 24 for 34, 352 yards and five touchdowns. So that's a good day at the office. Um, they didn't have as much, they didn't get out much out of Hemby as they have been Roman Hemby. He's had better games. He only had 54 yards in this one, but when you're throwing for that many yards through the air and five touchdown passes, I guess you don't need much of a running game. Yeah, it seems like we may have jumped the gun on Taven Jackson to Indiana's quarterback because he got benched. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple good games. But I think when I said it, he looked pretty good. Uh, I think it was against a cupcake, so. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Jury's still out on him, guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Indiana had over 30 possession ball for over 38 minutes. Still couldn't do much with it. Um so maybe that's another cause for the firing of the offensive coordinator. Um, but did you see I, the, one of the things I saw from this game? I, I 
have you seen the the viral uh, Kevin James meme all over Twitter and the internet right now where he's just like smirking. Yeah, I had no idea why it was like that, but yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, well, Maryland put it up for one of Indiana's uh, field goal kicks, like on the on the big screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to jinx him out, but I think the kick was good anyway, so I think it was the first one that, 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 that Indiana made. Um, but yeah, it's become that viral. Now it's in college football stadiums. I guess it's better. Than, I wonder if that if it's Kevin James, we should put Kevin James or the Gopher that they do up in Minnesota be it for those field goals. <laughs> um, moving on, another blowout. So uh, Purdue over Illinois, forty-four to nineteen. I think you predicted Purdue in this one. I took Illinois. Yeah. So. Oops. Didn't predict this kind of uh, blowout, but yeah. Yeah. Altmaier wow. is just not very good. No, no, he's not. And Purdue really took it to him. It was a close game in halftime. It was 16-13. But the Boilermakers came out of the halftime break and just scored three touchdowns in that and just blew the game wide open. Um, yeah, what's going on with Burt and his defense? This is this is very uncharacteristic for his defenses. Yeah, they, I'm not sure. I mean, they lost a... They lost a lot to the NFL this year, but I thought there would be a reload or at least a, it's not, it doesn't seem, it didn't seem like it would be a rebuild. And now it's like, whoa. No. What's even wilder is uh, one of their analysts, there's Jim Leonard. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I don't know what those guys have going on there. But, I mean, I guess you could also chalk this one up as, you know, Purdue's coach, Ryan Walters, he was the defensive coordinator in Illinois, so he knew exactly how to exploit yeah. everything. I, I could see that. Bert doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to spend a lot of time changing things, so he probably knew exactly what was coming, and Bert thought they could just stick with it and didn't work. Yeah, didn't work. But uh, Illinois has got a long way to go to get back into uh, contention here. It's not looking good early. Uh, they have two losses in conference already. I mean, yeah, it's the West is good. the West is weird, <laughs> so they it might is. be in contention at the end. But they do have to go to Maryland yet, also, which is not going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus the rest of the crossovers. Plus, plus the rest of their West. Uh... Yeah, the meat of the West is still ahead of them too. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa. Yeah. So yeah, not looking good for Illinois nah. right now. If they make a bowl game, I'd be kind of surprised. Yeah, I mean it's still doable, but be a little surprised. We were we were ready to write off Purdue, but um, they really needed that. Whole uh, I feel like that was you. I, I wasn't ready to write them off. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was. Maybe I was ready to write them off, and you were still. Yeah. Uh, but um. Uh, they have a they tough have schedule. A lot of tough games. Yeah, they got to play both Ohio State and Michigan. Ugh. In addition to going to um, Kinnick. Yeah, going to Kinnick next week. So, yeah, rough, rough schedule coming up for Purdue. But that'll be an interesting game, though. Yeah, Iowa. Uh, I don't know how many times I can say it. They are <laughs> four and one, but they're not very good. Should we talk about that game right now? Sure. Iowa over Michigan State, 26-16. Uh, that game was rough to watch at times. Yeah. So. <laughs> Michigan State had that game, too. 
They could have made that field goal to go up 19, or no, it would have been like, I think it was 16-13 at that point or something like that. Yeah. That would have been a big-time move. But uh, somehow that guy made a 58-yarder with like seven yards to spare on it and then couldn't put in a short one. <laughs> yeah, and then giving, I mean, the the, the back-breaking – punt return for a touchdown when it yeah. was 16 to 16 Cooper Dugene. I think you had said in tackling. Our, yeah, it was bad tackling, but I think you had said in our preview show uh, back before the season, if it wasn't for that guy, who knows what oh, it would be. <laughs> Dude, Brian Ferentz should just sign his paychecks over to that guy. <laughs> they did get 26 points. Yeah. They did. And so that puts, Iowa is now, after five games, they're averaging 22.2 points a game. <laughs> so, yeah. still below. You take Cooper, you take Cooper to Gene out of that, and it's probably in the mid-teens at best. Uh, yeah. Um, that is a whole team, basically. We should also mention that Cade McNamara got hurt in this game. Um, so, Deacon Hill comes in. He went 11 for 27, 115 yards, a touchdown pass, and an interception. Yeah, former Wisconsin Badger. Uh, yeah, you some said of he those was pretty... passes were really ugly. Yeah, you said he was not good at Wisconsin no. at his limited play. No, and uh, I think I bailed out on a couple of pass interferences where it's like Michigan State at this point, they're just so undisciplined and surrounding around out there that. They're just getting penalties at the worst times. Yeah, yeah. There, there. There's just so much turmoil going on up in Mich- uh, East Lansing right now, and yeah. uh, should mention that uh, they made the move this week to officially fire Mel Tucker. Um, and of course, that he filed a lawsuit or said he's going to file a lawsuit, and you know he's just trying to recover some money at this yeah. point. He can just get a settlement of any sort. He'll call that a victory. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, considering he's probably not going to coach ever again. Yeah. And, well, I don't know. Some guys get second chances. Yeah, but... it's hard to tell. <laughs> um, I was trying to look uh, up if they had any update on McNamara. Uh, it didn't look good. No. He was back on the sideline, but. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see if he if there was an update on him, and he's been dealing with that injury all off, like it, you know, since the before the season. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything on his. This thing says it was a left knee injury, um, left leg injury. Yeah, yeah I think the consensus is gonna miss some time. It's... Deacon Hill's going to have a few games here. He's going to have to start. Could their offense be any worse? <laughs> Can't really be worse. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. 222 total yards. Michigan State had 349 total yards, but they turned over the ball four times. Yeah. So the interceptions killed them. Yeah. They actually ran the ball all right. But, yeah, just stupid penalties, interceptions, missed field goal. 
crappy special teams punk coverage and uh, you're gonna do all that you're gonna lose even to Iowa yeah and yeah you're uh, yeah Nathan Carter the running back had a had 108 yards on the night but uh, Noah Kim threw three picks mm-hmm. and one of their fumbles went for no that's right it actually Michigan State had a touchdown on the Iowa fumble almost so yeah, yeah. But, that one was pretty hilarious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah Iowa somehow does it, and they're gonna be in there in the West contention just because this is what they do. They bounce back from a dreadful loss at Penn State to somehow pull off a victory against Michigan State. When it looked at times, most of that game, yeah. they were probably gonna lose, but they pulled it out. So they're four and one, one and one in conference, and right in the thick of the West Division race. Um, let's do some updated power rankings real quick. I didn't change it much. Uh, Indiana and Northwestern stay down at fourteen and thirteen. Uh, Michigan State moved down a spot to twelve. Nebraska moved down a spot, and Illinois moved down a spot. So Illinois is ten, Nebraska eleven. Yeah. I moved yeah, Purdue 10 through up. 14, 10 through 14, pretty bad teams right there. Yeah, I, yeah, I moved Purdue up, but I'm like, they really should. I mean, they jumped way up, but that's just because I wanted to move them ahead of Illinois because they just crushed Illinois. Um, and uh, all three of those teams got blown out. Nebraska, well, I guess Michigan State didn't, but Nebraska, no. Illinois did. But Michigan State looked bad in, in their law. Like, they shouldn't oh, have yeah. lost that game. And, they, they, yeah, they're not a very good team. Um, so they, they belong down here in this this part of the power rankings. Uh, but one through eight, I kept the same. Uh, Michigan's number one, of course, Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa, Rutgers, Minnesota. Iowa's not that good, but are they better than Rutgers or Minnesota? I don't know. <laughs> they're Ethan, four. They're four Ethan and one. The game of his life against yes. the Rage Cajuns. Twelve of fourteen, hundred forty-six yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Ooh, lighten it up. He won't. He won't get any better than that. No. And now he's not going to play a worse team than that. And and, and uh, as a reward, he gets to play the Michigan's Michigan's defense this week. Yeah, and then Iowa right after that. All right. Just <laughs> see some great, some great box scores coming out of those two games for him. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see any real movement right now, just based on the, um, what happened in this week's games. I mean, you can't really move, you can't move Michigan down from one. Ohio State didn't play. You can't move Penn State up just because of their uneven performance. Maryland played well, but you're not going to move them ahead of Penn State. All right. And Wisconsin, Wisconsin didn't, didn't play. play. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, we just need some of these teams to start playing each other. Kind of yeah. filter it up for us. Yeah, exactly. So that's the power rankings for this week. All right. Our next segment is stock up, stock down. Who do you got this week, Corey, for your stock up pick? Uh, stock up. I'm going to go with Talia Tagovailoa, uh, Maryland quarterback. Had a great game. 352, five touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. So. Counted for six touchdowns. Basically every touchdown for Maryland in the game against Indiana. So 
He's my stack up. He's looking good. Maryland's looking pretty tough. Let me see who they got here next week. Ohio State. Oh, yeah. We're going to well, talk about that game. Hey, better get, better get his praises in while we can. So, yeah, I'll go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going right back to who you just talked about. Ethan Calicamanis. What a game for that guy. 12 for 14, 146 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. So that means he only threw one incompletion. Yeah. <laughs> game of his life. Yeah. You're not going to get much better than that. Um, Louisiana, not a very good team. Uh, he played well, though. Um, so you got to give it to him. Um, he's not going to get too many more than that this year so we'll do we've been ragging on him a little bit yeah. in this podcast so you gotta yeah, give him a bone. <laughs> throw him a bone um who you got for your stock down this week uh i'm gonna stick with the illinois defense that we had touched on earlier Bielema and leonard i just don't know what they have going on there but expected a lot more out of that team's defense i knew their offense wasn't going to be much but their defense has just been terrible. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much Leonard has, like, in his say up there as an analyst. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not – I mean, you don't hear too much about him. I do – about the analyst position at various universe, uh, schools. I mean, um, you'd think if whatever they're doing is not working and they're not listening to him, maybe they should start. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, as you said, Bert's not going to change much. And, yeah. you know, he's going to stick with what he thinks will work. I just don't think he has the horses this year right now. Um, I thought he would reload, but doesn't seem to right now. Um, as my stock down pick, I have Matt Rule. Um, I don't think the Huskers are going to fire him after one season. I think that would be nuts. And he has turned it around at places. But they didn't even look competitive against Michigan. I thought they would at least show up a home game. And they just get yeah. blown out, run out of their own house. They don't, they don't have the players either. They really, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's ultimately on the head coach, but they just seem completely not ready to play that game. Yeah. Um, and they're 0-2 in the conference right now, and I said they would get six wins. Uh, that was their goal. Matt Rule talked about that being their goal before the season, and they may fall short of it. Yeah, um, if he wants to keep that job after next season, he's going to need to get a quarterback in there who could play. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm just saying his stock, like Nebraska fans had high hopes before the year. Not like they were going to win a national championship or anything, but they, they, you know, it was a refresh. It's here comes the new guy, you know, Matt Rule had yeah. success. And his stock has definitely taken a hit over the last, you know, the first five for weeks sure. of the season. I think they thought they would at least see, you know, some upward trend and at least see some improvement over last season. And I just haven't really seen it. Yeah, agreed. All right, our final segment tonight is to preview week six, come up with some predictions. Uh, this week we have Penn State, Michigan State, and Indiana are all on by. So first we'll talk Rutgers at Wisconsin, your game, Corey. The Badgers are 13.5-point favorites on the early line. Um, so what do you think is going to happen in this one? Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, Rutgers – it's hard to get a real good read on them because they played Wagner last week. Yeah. Which they obviously blew them out. And the only, really the only good team they've played is Michigan. And they got blown out. stopped, yeah. But, but I mean, that game was close. One. That game was close going into yeah, the half quarter. Yeah. 
Um, so I think, yeah, Rutgers aren't bad. Four and one. I'm going to go with Wisconsin on this one. I think Wisconsin will end up covering. It's going to be tough. With, we're going to be relying a lot on Braylon Allen, which running the ball a lot and having only one really good, healthy running back is kind of a little scary for me to like predict a lot of points scored. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Um, I think their defense can hold Rutgers in check pretty well. Not really afraid of Rutgers uh, quarterback, Gavin Wimsett. He hasn't really shown me too much. So I'll go Wisconsin. For a score here, I'll go 31-14. Okay. Their defense, Rutgers' defense is, is the key. Um, if you can – I mean, it's not a world beater by any means, but that's that's going to keep them in games. And looking at – I mean, their the record, they're only two games away, not two wins away from a bowl uh, – from bowl eligibility, which would be huge for that program. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think – they're going to go into Madison and win this game. Um, yeah. It will be very difficult for them to do that. It is a noon start, so it's also it's an 11 a.m. kickoff for uh, the for the Knights. Uh, 11 a.m. Uh, local team, uh, local kickoff. So the Knights aren't used to that. Uh, I mean, they should be. They play some games in the West uh, for the Big Ten West, obviously, but doesn't happen often. Um, it could be a slow start for Rutgers. If, if Wisconsin gets out to the fast start that they did in their last game um, against Purdue, I think they'll control this one for the most part. Yeah, that's why it's hard to predict. It's hard to know which Wisconsin team's going to show up because we've been so hot and cold this year. Yeah. But you had a bye week. Maybe you can get things, you know, settle in and – and uh, take it to Rutgers this week. Um, I would say for a score, what did I say, 13 and a half points. Uh, Wisconsin covers that. Not by much more, though. I think they'll win, uh, let's say, 34-20. So just covering. All right. Um, I'll take it. Just, we just need a W. Okay. Get the yeah, w. just get the W. That's all that matters. Rutgers is we the can't best. Let Rutgers come into our house and beat us. No, it's not. No, not that wouldn't be good. Um, but Rutgers is a better team than than previous Rutgers. This year's Rutgers team is better than previous years. They look better. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you can't take much from their last victory against Wagner. Um, and they haven't played. They beat Northwestern. They beat Temple. They beat Virginia Tech. Not very good teams, and then they got rolled against Michigan once the Wolverines got rolling in that game. Um, do you get Peacock? Because that's yeah. what this game is on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there you go. The problem with Peacock, and I think we talked about this before, you can't. It's hard to switch over to other games when you're watching. That. Yeah, I gotta get out of the app and go into the Hulu app. Is mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little bit annoying that way when they have it, um, unless you. Unless you got a couple different screens, then you'd be uh, probably okay. But yeah, I might have to look into that. <laughs> um, do you have a bold prediction for this one? 
Um, yeah, I'll go uh, piggyback off yours from last week. Since Penn State's not playing, I'll go with the uh, bold prediction of Braylon Allen, 200 yards rushing. Wow. Okay. Well, let's hope he has that breakout game. I mean, he's the man now, He's going right? to get like 30-some carries, I assume, so Yeah. he doesn't have to bust too many big ones. Yeah, you you said that he he wanted to be the man, so here's Yeah. his opportunity. Yeah. That would be big. Okay, so Braylon Allen, 200 yards. Uh, but you just want the W. That's Yeah. all that matters. Uh, let's go around the rest of the conference. We have. I'm just going to hit the conference games. I think there is another non-conference game this week. Yeah, Northwestern Uh, plays Howard. yeah, we're not going to talk about that game. <laughs> um, but on Friday night, Nebraska travels to Champaign to take on Illinois. Uh, <laughs> both Tough teams. game. Gonna be a tough game to watch here. Yeah, that's that's not. Um, yeah, that's gonna be hard to predict. It's down in Illinois' defense, and and I'm gonna go with Nebraska in this game. I just Okay. don't like Illinois' defense at all. Not particularly impressed with Altmaier, although probably less impressed even with Nebraska's quarterback Harburg. At least throwing the ball. But I think Matt Rule, I mean, this is where we'll see if he can get it done. This is a pretty good matchup for him. So I'll go Nebraska here. It's going to be a lot like that Michigan State-Iowa game where no one wants to score touchdowns. But I'll go... I'll go Nebraska... Twenty. Illinois thirteen. Yeah, probably a low scoring game. So yeah, this is this is really hard to predict. I will pick Illinois one last time. Yeah, they're a three and a half <laughs> point favorite, so yes, yeah, I meant I meant to thank you for mentioning at home. that. Yes, at home. So that it's basically a wash. You're you, being at home, you already get a three point. So, uh, yeah, Friday night game at home. Yeah, I don't like Altmaier as a quarterback. I was going to bring up he has a bad ratio, touchdown to interception ratio of five to seven. Not good. Uh, but he did, what was that, four in the Penn State game alone? <laughs> Yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Illinois one last time. Bert, you're not going to let me down this time. Uh, it's going to be close. 20 to 17, Illinois gets it done with a field goal at the end. As a Badger fan, I can tell you, if you're relying on Bert to do anything for you, you're going to be <laughs> disappointed. yeah, well, I'm not betting on this ex officially, so All right. it's not going to cost me any money or anything. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the biggin of the weekend in the Big Ten is Maryland at Ohio State. Uh, 5-0 Maryland, 4-0 Ohio State. Uh, Maryland is not ranked. I thought they might rank them this week, Yeah, that's but they wild. they didn't. They are the team receiving the most votes of the other teams, so they are technically 26th. Um, 
But yeah, it's the big noon game on Fox in Columbus. Uh, yeah, we get to see what Maryland's really made of here. I mean, they have... Ohio State, 17 and a half point favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, Maryland hasn't played big boys yet. This is their first big and they beat Towson, uh, Charlotte, UVA, Michigan State, and Indiana. Um, and all by uh, more than 30 points. Um, or they've scored over 30 points, at least 30 points in all their games. Um, they're averaging over 450 yards, but yeah, they're not playing world beaters. This is going to be a battle, and this is Maryland's chance to prove that they are ready to take the step forward, beating one of these big boys, uh, whether it's Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan. Um, with all that said, Ohio State wins this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going with Ohio State as well. I do think, uh, I think Maryland's defense is going to struggle against Ohio State's offense, but I do think the Maryland offense will put up some points. I agree. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I think this one, I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if you'll say particularly close, but I think Maryland could stay within two touchdowns. So my final score uh, prediction is 35-21. Yeah, it's close to mine. I was going to go 38-24. I think it, we're looking at like a two-touchdown game here. I think uh, Maryland will keep it just close enough to yeah. keep it under the line, but not close enough to win it. Yeah, so Ohio State doesn't cover in this one. Um, but they get the victory and move on uh, to the next week. Um, but Maryland, I mean, that will be nothing to hold their heads down. Yeah, I think they'll have a good showing. We'll yeah, earn I, I some think, respect from the Buckeye fans and probably from other Big Ten fans. Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll show. Um, and if they, I mean, if they do, if they. If they at least keep up with Ohio State for a lot of the game, uh, yeah, they'll earn some respect, and they won't be taken as lightly, especially when they end up playing Penn State and Michigan later in the season. Um, moving on to Purdue at Iowa. This one is in Kinnick. The Hawkeyes are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, it's a 3:30 game, another Peacock game. I don't. That, that means I won't have to watch it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can borrow my login. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go Iowa. Ugh, I don't want to go Iowa, but I'm gonna go Iowa with this one at home. They'll find just enough to beat Purdue. We'll go 20 to. 14. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to go against Iowa just because I can't stand to watch another shit game like that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Purdue over Iowa. The over-under is at 41. It's definitely going to be under that. Go with Purdue 17, Iowa 13. Okay. Man, if Purdue pulls it off, though, they'll be right well, back they, in that thick of the just race. Just not turn the ball over. Yeah. If you don't turn the ball over, I was there for the pickings. And, and don't kick at the Cooper. 
Yeah, not <laughs> not a line drive right in the middle of the field with the game on the line. Yeah. Maybe and keep if, it over towards the sideline, buddy. And if you do kick it to him, please tackle his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that was the worst display of tackling I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm over exaggerating here, but it was it was. That's pretty, pretty bad. Two guys like ran into each other while they were trying to tackle him, knocked <laughs> yeah. each other down, and he just kept running. Yep. Oof. Um. All right, so we're different on this one. Uh, but yeah, over under. You said it was forty-one. Yeah, there's yeah. no way they get there. No. And, and I was Brian hoping Finkelstein. Hudson Card is uh, going to be able to take care of the ball good enough to get Purdue ahead. Yeah, that, I mean, that, yeah, that's what you have to do against them. Um, yeah, I, I, I win Iowa, but it's really only because they're playing in Kinnick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not Kinnick at night, but it's still their home game. I don't, I, I, Purdue is coming off of them a big win. Um, yeah, since I'm not putting real money on it, I'm a lot more willing to go with Purdue. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. Um, and then the last Big Ten game it is on Saturday night, NBC. It is the Battle of the Little Brown Jug. As I mentioned earlier, it's Michigan at Minnesota. The Wolverines are 19 and a half point favorites in this one. Um, Calicamanis not going to have the game of his life again against Michigan's defense. Uh, Michigan shows up again, probably beats them down pretty bad. I'm going to go in this one 38-13. Pretty mm-hmm. rough outing for Minnesota. Yeah, should let me go first. So I was going to go 35-14. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, Minnesota might get two touchdowns. Michigan's going to – Basically, like all their other games, eventually they'll get five touchdowns. It might be close to half again. They seem to, you know, just kind of be slow at the beginning of the game. It wasn't so, against Nebraska. They weren't slow. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I do it. The, their, first, um, their first three games, they're not conference games. They seem to be sleepwalking in the beginning of the, of the mm-hmm. game. Um, Minnesota has not won in this series since 2014. They don't play every year, um, but that was their last victory, and that was in Ann Arbor. You have to go back to 1977 as the last time the Gophers won at home against Uh Michigan. Uh, So been a bit since winning at at home. Uh, Michigan has dominated this series uh, they've met 104 times. This will be the 105th meeting, but yeah, Michigan has a 76 to 25 to three lead in this series. And yeah, you said it earlier. Yeah, Minnesota doesn't. To it. Yeah, Minnesota fans don't really consider this a huge. No, I, I mean uh, after hearing the stats, I can kind of understand why they uh, don't really look at it as a rivalry. They definitely treat the axe as a rivalry with you guys, with Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, well, there pro- was like a 15-year span there where they didn't touch it. Yeah, but they still consider it a rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they probably if we consider- kept that up, they probably we probably could have got them to just forget about it. <laughs> I, I would imagine they probably consider uh, Floyd uh, with Iowa a bigger rivalry yeah. than yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Here in southern Minnesota, a lot of Iowa fans. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, People must be blind or something. Uh, Let's hit a couple other games on the weekend. Uh, Some big ones. uh, One in the Big 12, Oklahoma at Texas, the Red Red River shootout rivalry, whatever they call it now. Um, Showdown. Yeah. Um, Used to be called shootout. I guess they don't use that term anymore. Uh, Yeah. But the Longhorns are four four and a half point favorites. I haven't got to see a lot of Oklahoma this year. I know they've been kind of destroying people. Uh, yeah, I the see these part. stats here for Dylan Gabriel, our quarterback. And, I mean, they're impressive, but yeah, I haven't seen Oklahoma play much either. Um, they haven't really played anyone nah, at Cincinnati, I guess. But other than that, cupcakes. And yeah, but Cincinnati since, was twenty to six. Yeah, I guess that was their closest game. Um, this one's also in Dallas. It's a neutral site game every year when they play, um, so there's no home field advantage. Uh, I, I'm gonna go Texas. Yeah, as much as it pains me to say it, so far it's looking like Texas's year this year. They're back. <laughs> Briefly, they might be back. They might be back. Um, yeah, score-wise, uh, it'll be close. Uh, Big 12 game, I'll go 31-27 Texas. I have a lot more faith in their defenses than I do. You think it'll be even higher scoring? Yeah, I think Texas will score 48. So I'm going to go 48-41 Texas. Okay. Yeah, that that game, uh, I did get to see a little bit of that Texas-Kansas game yesterday. Uh, That game was closer for a while, and then Texas just took complete control of it. Um, Kansas was ranked no more. I mean, Texas has better wins so far, Alabama and Kansas. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Oklahoma, uh, they, yeah, they were close in that Cincinnati game, but Cincinnati's probably not that good this year. Um, they just walloped Iowa State, um, and they're not that good. No. So, yeah, we'll go Texas. That the, From the ESPN analytics, matchup predictor of, it's taking Oklahoma 54 54.4 to 45.6. I better check their algorithms. <laughs> I I don't know. I I think Texas should have the advantage here. Like they have a they're a slight favorite. Um Did I say that line? Four and a half points. I saw this as four and a half points early on something else, and then this one says it's five. But same Texas. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll go Texas. A small, uh, excuse me, a surprising matchup, undefeated versus undefeated, Georgia versus Kentucky. Uh, this game is in Athens. They are the last two undefeated teams in the SEC. What do you think, Corey? Uh, I think Georgia got a wake-up call last week. They're going to show up early. And often in the end zone against Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to go 
Georgia. Let's see. Georgia 38. Kentucky 17. Um, yeah, I, I think Georgia keeps it going. Um, Kentucky shut up the polls now. They are 20th ranked after their win against Florida. They just demolished Florida yesterday. Um, their running back, Ray Davis, did you see that stat line? 26 no. carries, 280 yards, three touchdowns. He yeah. went off on Florida. Um, before that, he had his best day was against Ball State, where he ran for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Except that was weird that Kentucky blew Florida out and Mertz still had an all right game. Yeah, Kentucky um, just ran all, all over him. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he'd be able to do that against the Georgia defense. No, the Georgia they... defense is not made up of all NFL players like it was beforehand, but they'll still contain uh, contain them uh, for the most part. Hey, I, and they're probably all NFL players. They're just not all first and second round picks like they were last year. Yeah, let me, yeah let's clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably all still get their chance in the NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go prediction Georgia 35, Kentucky 14. Yeah, it, 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 they'll they'll cruise. Um, yeah, they got they got woken up last week at Auburn, and I think they'll uh, rebound pretty nicely. Yeah, probably. Uh, they're did I say the line on this one? It's fit. They're 15 point favorites. Yeah, um, so should cover. They should cover that one. If it was at Kentucky. I'd give the Wildcats a little bit more of a chance. Yeah. But going down to yeah. Athens, probably not. No. All right. Well, that's it there for are a couple of other close games here, technically. I don't think we need to talk about them, but uh, Notre Dame does play Louisville. I did see Notre that. Notre Dame's favored by six and a half. And then Alabama plays at Texas A&M. Alabama's only a three and a half point favorite in that game. But Texas A and M, what's their record this year? Three and two. Four and one. Oh, four and one. Okay. But yeah, Alabama still has some quarterback questions. Yeah, they're not the Alabama of the past. Is that no. in? Did you say is that in College Station? Is that co yeah? Okay. Eh, might be a close one. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna predict it, but it might be closer. Uh, I'll probably watch some of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I I have. It's an easy Saturday for me because I have no uh, no no uh, skin in the any of these games. Penn State's yeah. on the bye, so I can watch whatever. It is pretty nice. That was me last weekend. Yep. Um, my son plays his first flag football game on Saturday, so we got that in the morning, and then uh, then I can watch some football in the afternoon. Be a nice peaceful Saturday. Yeah, you gotta teach him the old tackle flag pull or. Just basically tackle the guy, but get the flag. <laughs> um, After the fact. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's our show for tonight. Uh, week six should be interesting. 
but yet yeah, to remind everybody, actually, Corey, before we get to that, should we talk a little bit of baseball? We got baseball playoffs coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. Brewers, NL Central champs. Yep. Brewers are oh, in. I didn't check today who they were playing. I think it's going to be it's either the Marlins or the Diamondbacks. I, should I check think they're that. playing the Diamondbacks. All right. I like that. I think I like that matchup better. Yeah. So the Brewers are in. Um, and for the first time since 2016, my Baltimore Orioles are in the playoffs. They're the top seed. So they get the wild card round to chill. They won't play until next Saturday. Uh, they play the, they'll play the winner of the Texas uh, Tampa Bay series. Um, so a home the, field uh, advantage. Yeah, and they have home field advantage throughout the AL um, playoffs. So not bad. I'm looking forward to it. I get to watch some uh, October baseball and actually have uh, some uh, something to root for. <laughs> Been a bit. So we rooting for a Milwaukee Baltimore World Series, right? Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean. I don't think this Brewer team's really World Series caliber, but it'd be nice to see him win in a series and, you know, put up a fight at least. We have some good pitching. Our hitting is very mediocre, which scares me. I see us having zero runs into the seventh, eighth inning pretty often. So hopefully our pitchers can keep us in it. Um, if they do advance, they would play the Dodgers in the next round, so you would avoid the Braves. Um, until the AL uh, and NLCS, yeah. but the Dodgers are still really good too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, neither of those uh, sound like someone we want to play or do well against. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Both our teams uh, in the in the baseball playoffs. So that's what I I'll actually be watching. Uh, some a little uh, by next Saturday, the Orioles will be playing game one of the uh, ALDS. So I'll probably be watching that on Saturday um, while trying to watch some of the college football games as well. It's nice to uh, have some meaningful games. So. Yep, exactly. All right. So now back to wrapping it up. Uh, just to remind everyone, we are on. on Available on all the major podcast platforms. Give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Uh, remember to subscribe, like. Uh, it's good for the podcast. Um, we're still on Twitter. It's still going. It's not, um, they haven't charged us yet. Not charging us yet. So we're still on Twitter um, or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, yeah. Thanks again for joining me tonight, Corey. And I'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, see you.